We're going to continue with a series that we've started last week called The Call. And I want to ask, uh, we just can get the picture on the screen, let's keep it there. And then before we're going to go, we're going to take up an offering for the work of God. And uh, I'm not going to be long in this. I want you to pray for us. Tonight we start the revival meetings in Vienna. Start tonight, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. And uh, so we, we trust God that God will shake the whole, whole triangle. That, that so many people will come to Jesus Christ. And then... 20 days from today, we're leaving. I'm preaching here on a Sunday morning. Then after that, I'm, we're leaving to Philippines. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about the Philippines. You know, if you have never been to the Philippines, those people are hungry for the Lord. You don't work much. You say Jesus is here and then people get healed. So I love that. I love it when people are so hungry for God. So that's where we're going. And then I'll be in East London also very soon preaching there. So please pray for us. Then the Bible says that give and it shall be given. A good measure shaken together, pressed down and running over will man give unto your bosom. The Bible says the measure that we measure with, it will be measured unto us. Jesus says he loves a cheerful giver. So I'm not here to manipulate you out of your money. I'm here telling you that if you love the Lord, the reason for your giving is because you love him. If, if you can see how much people love the Lord in their giving. Amen. Trust me. Point close in case. There's the details on the screen. I want to ask you the white bucket in the front. Everything goes to the Philippines. It helps us to travel there. We've booked our own venue. We've booked our own musicians, own uh, instruments. Everything is it's not through a church. Churches helps us. But um, what God's going to do is too big for the church venue. So we've rented a huge venue. So everything that goes into the white bucket is for the Philippines. Everything else goes to the church. There's a card machine in the back. So give as the Lord instructs you to give. And then we're going to get right into the word of God this morning. Thank you, guys. I want you to do me a favor, grab a pen and paper. If you don't have a pen and paper, lift your hands. Maybe one of the ushers can assist you. Because we're going to take some notes this morning on the message called The Call. Who was here last week when I started preaching on this? You might ask, what's the call? Well, the Bible speaks about this clearly. Jesus Christ is coming back. And Jesus Christ is coming back in our lifetime. He's not coming back in um, 20 years from today. I don't believe that at all. Um, I, I'm not a prophet of doom that puts dates on, on the second coming of Christ or the rapture of the church. But there's biblical uh, scriptures that proves us biblically when Jesus Christ is returning. You know, we've got, we've had, we have the word as the compass of God, of, of everything. So if you study the word, you'll see there's certain things that's happening right now 
And Jesus prophesied these things. And when he was prophesying these things to happen, he was speaking about the second coming. He wasn't speaking about the rapture of the church. He was speaking about the, coming, the second coming, that he's coming back the second time. Well, there's two comings of the Lord after Jesus returned to heaven. Two comings. The first one is going to happen any minute, any second. It can happen any second from now. There's nothing that needs to be fulfilled in order for the Lord to come back. Now, people that say, well, I don't believe in the rapture, that's absolutely your problem. <laughs> if you don't believe in the rapture, you'll not be part of it. Trust me. You'll not, you'll, and this, this, it, it's actually biblical. Let me say that. It's actually biblical. If you don't believe in the rapture, you're going to have to be going through the tribulation. And trust me, in the tribulation, you will beg God. You would, you, in actual fact, I think that you're going to beat up yourself thinking to yourself, if I've just believed the word of God, then I would have not had to go through what I've been going through. So the Bible teaches us this. I'm, I'm going to touch a little bit about on last week, and then uh, we're, going to, we're going to go into what God is speaking to us. The book of 1 Thessalonians, Paul speaks to the church, and he says the following. He says, I don't want you to be ignorant concerning the things that's coming. He said that the Lord will, when the Lord return, He will come, the scripture says that with the shout of an archangel, the trumpet will sound. And he says, those who's dead in Christ will raise first. Now, many people might think, why? Think about this. The Bible says, those who have died in Christ, Christians, born-again people, that has died in the Lord, they will raise first. So they will be ahead of us, meeting the Lord in the air. Do you know why I believe it must happen? Because their spirits are in the heavens right now. While their bodies are in the, in the tomb. So their bodies must come out and meet with their spirits. And we are still alive. So the scripture says, and those then who's alive and remain will meet with the Lord in the air. Please say with me, in the air. Amen. The scripture is clear that we will not meet the Lord on this coming on the earth. It says we will meet the Lord in the air, and so we will be with the Lord forever. And then Jesus teaches in the book of Luke, he says that you have to pray and study yourself approved so that you might be found worthy to escape the things that is coming. You can even read this in the book of Hebrews where Paul spoke about the escape. Now many people say, well, the rapture is escapism. Well, let me just quickly tell you something. If the rapture is escapism, then healing is also escapism. Escapism of what? Escapism of sickness. Amen. Salvation is also escapism. Escapism of what? Escapism of hell. Yes. I, I want to say this again. People say, well, you, 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 preach the, 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 you preach the rapture because you want to escape. Well, this is why you believe in healing, because you want to escape sickness. This is why you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you've given your life to Christ, because you want to escape hell. Is somebody listening to you? Wave at me. Wave at me quickly if, you, if you're here. So Jesus is teaching us the following. He says that there's a time that you're going to have to be found worthy to escape for what's coming to the earth. Because I want to tell you what's coming to the earth is going to be huge. I want you to read this again with me. The book of Matthew 24. Let's open it up. And I want, to, I want to show you three questions that the disciples asked the Lord. Matthew 24, verse 1 to 3. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. Go on, please. And Jesus said to them, Do you not, do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left upon another that shall not be thrown down. This verse he was not speaking to the Gentiles, he was speaking to the Jews. He's telling the Jews that the temple will be destructed 36 years after Jesus prophesied that it happened to the T. If you, if you look at, at the, the, the stones that was in those walls, it was huge stones. I'm talking huge stones. 
And the scripture says Jesus prophesied not one will be able to stand. And it happened 36 years after that they, they completely destroyed the temple. So those first verse was he was speaking to the Jews, not to us. And Jesus said to them, do you not see all these things? Let's go on. Next one, please. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Just keep it on the screen, please. Tell us, when will these things be? Number one, that's the first question. Then secondly, and what will be the sign of your coming? Speaking about the second coming of Christ. Number three, and the end of the age, what will happen before the world completely ends? So here, they were asking the Lord, show us what's the sign. What will the signs be for the rapture? What's going to happen? Second of all, tell us what's going to happen for the second coming. And thirdly, what's going to happen at the end of the world? That's what they were asking Jesus the question. Now, if Jesus would come in the next 60 seconds, if the rapture takes place in the next 60 seconds, I would be foolish to say that everybody that sits in this building will go with us. Let me say this again. I would be a fool to say that everybody will be included in the rapture. In 60 seconds from now, if the rapture has to take place 60 seconds from now, many of you would be gone in a twinkling of an eye, and many of you would sit still in this place. And I, I believe some of the dead people will not even know that somebody's gone. <laughs> I would just like to test it. I said to them this morning, I want, I want to do... A, 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 I want to do you a favor. You know, I don't, I, I don't say any names. But I want, I want to ask them to put all their, their shoes, their pants, and their red shirts. Let it up a bonolke, baita. And I'll put my suit there. And then we got, I will have music playing here. And then I'll ask George just to play keyboard. And one time it will just walk up and down and say, where's everybody? Yes, they were here somewhere. And as people come in, what happened in this place? Rapture, gone. Everybody, in a twinkling of an eye. Let me quickly tell you. People that sit here with this solid roof, if the rapture happens now, this roof is not going to keep you in. Hallelujah. You're going to go home with Jesus in a twinkling of an eye. Come on, shout hallelujah. So there's three things that's going to happen. The rapture of the church of Jesus Christ, the seven-year tribulation, and then after, this, um, after the Armageddon, Jesus returns. Hallelujah. Come on for the second coming. Now, I want you to, to uh, just follow me. As, I, as, I, as I'm going to teach on the following. If the rapture takes place right now, almost immediately a man will come to the scene and he will present himself. We know him as the Antichrist. I've told on this last week that the Antichrist cannot come unless the church has been removed for the church knows who he is. So he would come and what he will do is he will sign a peace treaty with Israel. And so when he signs the peace treaty of Israel, do you know why he signs the peace treaty of Israel? He's going he's to promise them protection because the nations of the world will try to invade Israel. Ezekiel 38 speaks about the following. It's a prophecy that the Bible says that the nations will invade Israel. And if you do not know who this nation is going to be, it's going to be Russia. Russia will use an army of Islamic militants to invade Israel, to destroy Israel. And here's what the Bible says about this. God says the following. It's not vessel, it's the Bible. It says, God says, I myself will kill them all. I will bury them in Israel. The Bible says the slaughter will be so great that they will have to bury these enemies of them for seven months. So there's so many people that will come and try to attack Israel that God says, I, the Lord even says that He will rain down hailstones 
fire will come down from heaven and he says that I will bury them in Israel and it will be such a great slaughter it will be seven months hallelujah imagine funerals taking seven months because there's so many people needed to be buried because God says I myself will judge them now you better hear me it's not a fairy tale story I said, it last, I said it last weekend, if you are not in Christ, live like Christ. If you, hear me, and I say this with all love in my heart and respect towards you, on a Sunday you still like to party, and a Sunday morning you hear, you are going to go through the tribulation. I promise you, I'm your pastor, I'm telling you now, you're not going to be included in the rapture. The rapture are for this, the scripture says, for those without spot, without blemish, without wrinkle, those who's in Christ, if you're in Christ, it means you live like Christ, you speak like Christ, you think like Christ, your mind has been renewed, the old man is dead, Jesus said this, he says, if you're not born again, you'll never inherit the kingdom of God, being born again means I'm no longer the old man, the old man and his party ways, I'm going to give you a scripture by the way, the Bible says that those who like to party will never inherit the kingdom of God, do you know there's a scripture for that? It says that those who always like to party, you'll never go to heaven. It's quiet. I thought it's going to be quiet. <laughs> then the Antichrist will come and he will, he will raise up a 10 nation coalition. And then Daniel spoke about it. He spoke about the 10 toes of, of the image. And that will come out of the European nation. That's what's left of them. Fiwurme. You know, when you see the whole Europe coming into one system, it's end time movement. There will be one, listen, there will be one. Uh, one, one currency, there will be one God that people will serve. And let me just quickly tell you that that movement will be mostly Islamic. Amen. Somebody listening to me. Amen. You're going to have to get the scripture says in the tribulation. And I'm going to touch a little bit about the tribulation today. And hopefully your eyes will open up. And again, it's not based on the brain. It's biblical what I'm going to teach. So in the tribulation, when the Antichrist comes, you're going to have to receive a chip. Without the chip, you will not be able to, to work because you will have no money. You will not go to pick and pay without the chip. Cashless system. So you're going to have to get it in your forehead, in your, in your forearm. And the scripture says those who receives it will never go to heaven because you sold your soul to the devil. So you will be lost. But without it, you will not be able to do business. Business as you fought the way is, going to, is not going to happen no more. Not even gold in those days will be able to help you. You're going to have to buy with the chip is somebody listening to me so the, the treaty that he will sign with israel he will sign it for three and a half years he will he will promise israel protection the three and a half years will be the three and a half light tribulation as we know it it's going to be light if i say light it's not going to, it's not light but it's lighter than the second last three and, three and a half years because the second three and a half years he will reveal himself as who he really is and he will show himself as an enemy of satan Oh, an enemy rather of the church and a friend of Satan. And the Bible says the following. When the church is gone, the Antichrist will build the third temple. If you do not know this, I know this. I've been there a couple of times. I'm studying this. I know this. They are pushing for the third temple as we speak. All the, all the instruments, all the furniture, all the um, priests that will work in the third temple is already alive. Do you know they already received their training? They, script, they, they even told us, the university in Israel said that the clothing that the priests will wear is already right, it's in order. They just wait for the temple to come up any minute now. 
And so when the temple comes up, by the way, I'm not going to be here. I'm telling you that free of charge. I'm not going to be here. And some of you are not going to be there. Amen. Amen. But the third temple is coming up. I heard a woman say the other day, well, we are the third temple. And when we, as the body of Christ comes together, then Christ will come back. No, we're not the third temple. The Bible says there will be a literal third temple where the Antichrist will sit and rule and reign as God. And by the way, Satan will give him power. He will do miracles. Can I just tell you something? Satan is a copy. We have a holy trinity. So will there be a trinity, but not holy. What, what do you mean the trinity? Well, I'm telling you the, 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 the scripture speaks about the dragon, which is the devil. It speaks about the false prophet, which is going to be the Pope, I believe, of all of my heart. Because why the Pope? Because the Pope must speak and say the Antichrist is the, God, is the Son of God. Amen? And then the Antichrist, the three of them. And the Bible teaches us clearly that God is going to kill them and throw them into the pool of fire, into the lake of fire forever and forever and forever. If you sit here and you've got ears to hear me, let me just tell you, at the end of the age, we all win. If you believe it, come and high-five somebody and say, I win. So he will set up an image. The Bible says the Antichrist will set up an image in front of the temple and people will come and worship him as God. And do you know what? You might say, well, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to worship him. But the Bible says that the Lord will send a strong delusion. And people will follow the lie. So people will believe this is the Antichrist. Do you know why? Because of judgment. You can read it in scripture. I like it, I like it when people say, you know, I have to know that God is just a God of love, you know. And He, and he just loves you. It's just love. It's just love. I, I've read a little bit further than your love. Amen. I've read about a God of judgment. That the scripture says that judgment is going to fall. Do you know what the Bible says? Even the angels calls for a couple of woes. A couple of, do you know what the woe means? If the Bible says woe is you, it means judgment is coming for you. So God is all a God of love, but also a God of judgment. You'll see after Revelation chapter 4, the Bible doesn't speak about grace. Why? Because the church is no longer there. And I've said this, not everybody that goes to church is raptured. Read it in the Bible, as the seven churches, the Lord condemning the churches. And he says, there's only one church that I found that is worthy to escape. And he says this to the to church in, in the book of Revelation. He says, you have, you have been found worthy to escape. Amen? So that's the church that's going to be gone with Jesus Christ. If you believe it, say hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, the Bible says in Revelation 20, you can, you can read this about the mark on their foreheads, the triple six. And at the end of the, at the, end of the time, the, the Antichrist, you know, they're going to kill the Antichrist because... They will, they will, he will reveal himself and people will decipher. Now, let me just quickly say something. You know, there's so many fake news on TV today. When the church is raptured, I can see people sitting on a little table with coffee in their hands and trying to decipher on CNN where the body of Christ went. And they're going to say, I've told you, aliens has taken them. Because now, I promise you, they're going to either say aliens has, has taken them, or they're going to say nuclear has, has devoured them. And then they're going to try to see, maybe it's because of the same blood group. And then they're going to notice, but the blood different. And then they're going to have to notice, ah, it is the same blood group. It's called blood washed. Spirit fault. Hallelujah. People that will be gone, but they will, they will not say that on CNN. That rapture of the church happened. They will say aliens has abducted them. 
Maybe it's just people with brown hair. Let's see. Oh, no, there's more people than just with brown hair. Oh, maybe it's just people with white skin. Oh, definitely not. Because there's black people and Chinese people and Indian people and colored people. And they all disappeared. Where are they? Well, it must be aliens. Maybe it's nuclear. No, it's the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ. And we're going to be home with him. Walking on the streets of gold. Crown him in King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Do you believe that, by the way? Come, if you believe it, give him a great shout of praise. Hallelujah. Come on, say hallelujah. hallelujah. Can I get the following scripture on the screen? The next one, please. Do you have it? Almost. There we go. Behold, I tell you a mystery. This is Paul. By the way, this is in the first Corinthians chapter 15. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Do you know what this word sleeps means? It's not what you do in the evenings. This is dead, dying. He says, you, not, you will not all die. So this is what Paul says, you will not all die. Okay, so he says, in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Let's go on. Is there no one? No more? I want to read this to you. And this is where the immortality message comes in. This is where Paul says that mortality will put on immortality. The body that once died will die no more. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible even says that in heaven you, shall be, you will be known. In other words, that your wife is going to know you. And see, this is, this is my husband. He's going to know. You know what? When you walk in heaven, you're not going to introduce yourself to Peter. Peter's going to know this is Tinas. Peter's going to know this is Ryan. They're going, to, they're going to know you in heaven. In heaven you are known, the scripture says. Hallelujah. Say with me, hallelujah. hallelujah. So if you want, don't want to see some people there. Whoops. Okay, so the Bible says, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, specifically for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immorality, immortality rather. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, Hades, where is your victory? So why is Jesus coming back? Let me just quickly tell you, when Jesus Christ returns in the rapture, and we are gone in the rapture. Do you know what the Bible teaches? It says, then death will be swallowed up completely. And the, and the power of Hades will be, turned, be taken back. So what, what does it mean? It means that then we, who's dead, who died, rise from the dead. That means that death has no hold no more over them. Come on, somebody. This is why the Bible says that, oh, death, where is thy sting? Death will have no power over your body. Come on, praise God for that. Come on, say Hallelujah. So I'm going to teach something quickly. And then the Bible speaks about, and I'm going to go into a little bit more about the rapture just now and then into the tribulation. But the Bible speaks about Armageddon. You know, the, the scriptures, if you go into to Israel, there's a Megiddon Valley. And the Megiddon Valley, a lot of people think that it's just Satan and his angels coming down and God and his saints coming down and fighting. No, it's going to be the armies of the world that will meet in the Megiddon Valley to kill Israel. And the Bible says in Revelation 19, think about this, in uh, uh, Latin Scripture, Revelation speaks about a, a man on a white horse. The first man on the white horse is not Jesus Christ, it's the Antichrist. The second man on the white horse, Revelation 19, is the Son of God returning. And the Bible says with multitudes, tens of ten times ten thousands and thousands upon thousands of his saints will accompany him. So by the way, you're going to pair And you're going to pair 
And you're coming out of heaven with Christ Jesus. And the scripture says, the Lord himself, fire will come down from heaven. <laughs> and destroy them all. Say hallelujah. So now, I want you to uh, look at Hebrews. I don't know if you have it on the screen. Hebrews chapter 9. Please remember, I'm teaching you quickly. We'll get to the exciting stuff just now. This is exciting. Who enjoys this, by the way? If you have your Bible, turn with me to the book of Hebrews chapter 9 and 28. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for him, he will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Now, if you don't anticipate the coming of Christ, you will not be part of the going of Christ. You have to anticipate the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible even speaks about a crown that you will get if you're just waiting on the coming of the Lord. You know, a lot of people don't understand this. We're going to inherit the earth, absolutely, but not this earth. Revelation teaches us that we're going to inherit the new earth with the new heavens. The Bible says the sea as we know it will pass away. The big numerous sea of waters will no longer be there. There will be smaller puddles of waters. In actual fact, I just want to say this to you. Think about what I'm telling you. The new Jerusalem is as white as his breath. And the scripture says it's about 2,220 kilometers across. 2,220 kilometers. That's the new Jerusalem. Now you might ask me, well, is everybody, even those in the tribulation, going to live in the new Jerusalem? No. The, the, the rapture saints, if you raptured, you're going to live in the new Jerusalem with Christ Jesus. The scriptures teaches this, that you will rule and you will reign over people. Then there's tribulation saints. What do you mean tribulation saints? Well, the Bible says that those who's going through the tribulation, they will hear the gospel. Most of them will reject the gospel. Most of them. And then those who's still receiving the gospel, you will be killed. You'll be beheaded. And I'm going to take you through the tribulation just now. But here's the fact. So if you are beheaded, the scripture says you'll receive a white robe. This is what the Bible teaches. But you're not going to live in Jerusalem. You'll live outside the city gates. And you will have to work for all of your life. You're going to work. You're going to toil the fields. You're going to... Did you know that even in the new Jerusalem, not in the new Jerusalem, but on the new earth, people will still bear children? I'm teaching you this. They will still bear children. This time it will be easy. There will not be pain. And it will not be as much children as... Today, okay. So they're not going to be drilling and fiveling and all this up in slavery. But, but the scripture says, then we that lives in the New Jerusalem, we will rule over them. And you in the New Jerusalem will never have to work. You never have to toil again. You're gonna rule and reign. The Bible says, isn't that marvelous? And you're gonna have a mansion. And no, not next to Jesus. Mine is already there. I've secured my place. Right next to Christ, the Son of the living God. And think about this, walking on the streets of gold every single day. Amen. Oh my goodness. Being in the presence of the Lord, I like what that song says. I'm, I can only imagine what we will do in His presence. Will we dance? Will we sing? Will we be able to say anything at all? Can you just imagine? Paul says this, he says the following. There's two things that Paul declared. The first of all, he said, the things that I've heard, I wasn't allowed to speak to you. I wasn't allowed to say it. Then secondly, he said the following. He said, the things that I've seen, it will blow your mind. He says, I can't even tell you everything that I've seen in heaven because you will lose your faith. What does it mean? It means that God has made such radical stuff for us to enjoy in heaven that your minds are too small to comprehend how big this God is, how mighty His works are. 
Amen. Hallelujah. And when Paul spoke about this, and even John, John spoke about a better country. A country. Say with me, country. There's nothing boring about heaven. It's going to be better. You know what I like? When I read the scripture, it moves something in me. The Bible says God himself will wipe away the tears from the eyes and there will be no more death. There will be no more night. There will be no more day. There will be no more sorrow. The scripture says for the son of God's light will shine in this city. Hallelujah. And he says that we will be with him forever. He says nothing that is filthy, this is what the Bible says, nothing unclean and filthy will be able to enter into this, into this city. And you know, the people outside of the city will come to Jerusalem once a year to come and worship God. While we're going to worship Him 24 hours, 7 days a week, be in the presence of God Almighty. Come on somebody, I need somebody to agree with me, Lord, sound the trumpet, we are ready, blow the trumpet, we are ready, blow the trumpet, we are ready. Hallelujah! We're going to see the King of Glory in all of His splendor very, very soon. Our generation will see Him. There's no more time playing games. There's no more time getting right. You have to live right. You have to make sure that there's nothing that separates you from the glory of God. Hear me now. That hell is eternal. I want you to forget what Google tells you. That God is just a God that loves. I want to give you a quick example. Who loves their children? Wave at me. If you love your kids, wave at me. So you put on your oven, you put on this, this, the plate, and the plate is red hot. You call your children, you say, children, I love you. I don't want you to burn. But here's the thing. If you put your hand on this plate, you're going to burn. I don't want you to burn, but I'm warning here. Walk past it. I'm giving, like Jesus said, I'm giving you two options, life and death. But choose life that you might live. So here you tell your children, walk past it. Don't put your hand there. And here goes your kids and put their hands on the plate. They're going to burn. And your heart is broken because of that because you don't want to see them hurt. But they have a choice and a decision to make. The same with you in your household. You have a choice to make now, not tomorrow. Tomorrow is not guaranteed for you. Do you get this? All of the fun in this world is not worth you going to hell. And you might say, well, Christianity is boring. Then you haven't met my God. If you meet Jesus Christ, there's nothing boring about Him. Hallelujah. Let me just quickly ask you, what's so great about drinking and waking up the next morning and being on planet Oz and not knowing what you've done last night? Woo, come on. You don't know where you've left your pants and where your keys are? But knowing that you lay your head down tonight and you're not waking up tomorrow morning, but you've lived your, right, your life right, you'll be with the King of glory forever and forever and forever. Can I say this as your pastor right now? Stop your nonsense. Leave everything, forsake everything and say, Jesus, from this day I'm going to follow you with all of my heart, with all of my being. Because the friends that you have now is not going to stand next to you in judgment day. You're going to have to give account for your own life. And I want to say this for every word spoken. The Bible speaks about gossipers that will have a place in the pool of fire. Woo! Be holy, the scripture says, for I am holy. For without holiness, no man shall see God. In that hour, your husband's not going to stand there. Your squinmach and you need not judge me. Hallelujah. You're going to stand before God and you're going to have to stand there for yourself. And by the way, if you have smaller children, you're going to stand for your kids. The way you bring them up, you're going to have to give accountability before God. 
If your children are grown and they are derailed, it's a, do you know why? Can I just quickly tell you the Bible teaches the following. It says that if you teach your children from a small age, they will never depart from the truth when they are older. Amen. Taking your, church, your, your children to church is not optional. It must be done. Your children shouldn't ask you or tell you. You should tell them. Because you're the parent. If you want your children to live long, you better teach them the word of God. Honor your father and your mother and it shall be well with you and you will live long. Many, many parents kill their children themselves. So why do you say that? Because you don't teach them how to honor. I always tell my children, whatever you need, you come to me. But number one, I'm the man of God. Number two, I'm your father. I'm not your chummy. And now they bring in and now are we, we're going to lose some people now. But now they bring in laws that if you punish your children, then they want to lock you up. There's not enough policemen in this nation. Hallelujah. There's not. <laughs> don't even worry about them. They don't even have enough cars to get you. The Bible says directly, Beich die boompie terwijl hij nog jong is. Try and bend the tree when it's grown. I've, we've tried it here on this property. It's impossible. You bend it while it's still small. That's what you do with children. I, I don't know. The Holy Spirit wanted somebody to hear about children. You want them to live long. You want them to see heaven. Now you might say, well, children, all children belong to the Lord. All children belong to heaven. To a certain age. To a certain age. Until they know what's right and what's wrong. Amen. And can I just say something else? It's better that you didn't knew. Now that you knew, the judgment will be more strict than the Bible says. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, you're in the best place possible. Come on, you're in the best place possible. Do you know what? I thank God for my parents. But my body is not going to die. Amen. I don't know. Amen. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And your pastor slaat you in a long work word. Pah! Look, I see the people who are going to pray. And the people who are going to pray. Hey, you don't know. You okay. You teach your children in the right way. They will never divert from the truth. Never. They might not like you now. That's fine. You're not called to be liked. You're not the chummy. You're the parents. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there's a, there's a big difference between mishandling. I say mishandling manier. Amen. And that's just basically to bring message. And I approve that message. Bang. Amen. Amen. And as a little two slides, still you know. Imagine, imagine a society that you can't even do what the Word of God teaches you to do, and they want to take you to jail for doing that. It's a godless system. It just tells me Jesus is coming back. Amen. Hallelujah! And all of His glory. Say Hallelujah if you believe that. Hallelujah. This is, Revelation 19 speaks about the second coming of, of Christ. That's going to happen after the tribulation. We're going to get into the tribulation just now. 
And then Jesus is coming back. Please hear me. Not in his crocs. But people say that. Have you seen Jesus is in Los Angeles? There was a story now. Jesus is in Los Angeles. He would not go to Los Angeles, first of all. Okay. You don't know what's going on in Los Angeles? You won't shout hallelujah now. If Jesus is coming, you'll be here. Amen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so many people think that he's coming back in his crocs and the defeated Lord. He's coming back as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The Bible says in his sight is engraved. Now, spiritually, he didn't went to a tattoo artist to put it in. Okay, people ask me. People said, his hands are so big. All the people's names are tattooed in his hands. That's how big his hands is. I said, no, you're not reading the scripture right. He's so big in knowledge, in wisdom, in understanding. It's almighty, all-knowing. He knows you by name. So it's a metaphor of saying he's got the whole world in his hands. But the whole, the, the earth globe doesn't lay in his hands. The, the globe hangs on the word. Late, bang, it's there. Amen. Somebody listen to me. Yes. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. So you have to look for him. Jesus said you have to watch and pray to be found worthy. Now in the rapture, cars will be emptied. You will drive on the highway. It will be the biggest. And please hear me. What I'm going to say now, teach now, everything is in the Bible. I will teach this to you in a later segment. Revelation speaks about this. All right. And uh, so I want you to, to hear me. There's 21 judgments that the Bible speaks about that's coming in the tribulation. But the cars will be emptied out. You will drive on the highway, all right, if you're not saved, if you're not in the rapture, and suddenly the buses will crash, cars will crash, death will happen all over the world. There's a scripture that speaks about the third of the population will die. Planes will fall out of the sky. Pilots will be gone. Planes will fall. Who hears me? Boats will crash. It will be havoc. Say with me, Havoc. Um, there will become a global financial crisis everywhere. Do you know why? Let me tell you why. Because the Christians is no longer there. The Lord is keeping everything as it's going because of us Christians. That's a belief. This is the reason why your, your, your business prospers because of you. The reason the boss that he prospers, maybe he goes more on holiday than you, but the time is shifting now. Because the Bible promises me before Christ returns, the money of the unjust is coming to us. So the, the children of God will possess so much money, and when we are gone, it will be havoc financially. Havoc. This is why they're going to have to do one world currency. Zimbabwe, if nothing, see nothing. So they're going to have to do a one world currency. It's coming. Amen. Amen. Say hallelujah with me. Hallelujah. Now, Revelation 8. Revelation 9, Revelation 16 speaks about the judgments of God that is coming after the rapture. Now I'm speaking again. The rapture, you can listen to my, it will be, it will be on Podbean by tomorrow, last week's service about the rapture, what to do to be included in the rapture. So it will be on Podbean, you can listen to this. So now, this means you're not in the rapture. This means you still love the world a little bit. Jesus said this, you can't love the world and me. He says, if you love the world, you hate me. This is what Jesus says clearly. This is what I always said. If people that's worldly still invites you to parties and brides, you have to ask yourself, am I really saved? Because the day that you are saved, you lose people. Who hears me? And now God gives you greater friends, trust me, without booze, without alcohol. He gave you, a, listen, let me just quickly tell you. Alcohol brings forth a demon spirit out of you. This is why God hates an uh, uh, the, the spirit of alcoholism. 
And now people look at each other, well, Jesus turned water into wine. No, he didn't. And that'll teach again. But he didn't turn water into wine that makes you drunk. This is why the Bible doesn't teach me that Jesus is a schizophrenic. It doesn't say, be, don't be filled with wine wherein there's excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. It won't say in Isaiah chapter 5 that hell has enlarged itself because of drunkards if Jesus was a drunkard. If you are silent now, I know that you're copying. No? <laughs> Just check. For the copy. So, the Bible says, speaks about the following. There's a seven-year tribulation period that's coming to the world. And Jesus said this. Remember, they asked him, Lord, when will the signs of these things be? Boom, boom, the three things. So Jesus said that these certain things are going to happen. So the, the Bible in Matthew 24, Jesus was prophesying about the second coming. Please hear me, not about the rapture. For the rapture of the church, there's no prophecy that needs to be fulfilled. Every prophecy is already fulfilled. Now I want to throw this in. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Don't you just love the Spirit of God? You might sit here and say, well, we've been hearing. No, don't worry. Here's a scripture for you. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. This is why I'm telling you now, no flood is going to take out this world. It's going down by fire. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? Yo, this, this is what he says. You want to escape this, you have to be holy and righteous. Say amen. amen. Looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Now, hear this one quickly. Ah, I want to I want to quail with this one. Beloved, I now write to you the second epistle. I stir you up in pure minds of the way of reminder that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord our Savior. Knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days, walking according to their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they will willfully forget that by the word of God the heavens of old were and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. Do you know what the Bible actually says? He says, if you forget that God spoke a word and the earth is still, why do you forget that he promised he's coming back? And then he says, but the heavens and the earth which are now preserved by the same word are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. So he says, when people say, people will say in the last days, where is the promise of his coming? We've heard it from, from we, when we were youth. And he says, the only reason, and this is what I didn't read it, you can read it there. He says, the only reason why God is delaying it is because there's so many people going to hell. Amen. Peter asked him, Lord, those who, are, uh, those who are lost, are there many? And Jesus says, you have to press hard to enter in, for many shall try to, but shall not be able to. The Bible teaches us that those who go into hell will be as much as the number of the sand of the sea. Yeah, how much is that? This is why Jesus has not yet returned. People ask me, is Jesus still building mansions in heaven? Everything is ready for the invasion of the church of Jesus Christ. But the Holy Spirit is the one that keeps Jesus away. The Holy Spirit is the one that says, Jesus, there's still a few to be saved. Just give me a few more minutes. Jesus is turning to the Father and say, Father, there's a few more to be saved because the Bible says that the Lord came to save everybody. Not everybody will be saved. That's His plan for everybody to be saved. But everybody will not be saved. 
So after the rapture, immediately, there will be a change in the climate. There will be a change in... And I'm going to give you out of the scriptures. Revelation 8, Revelation 9, Revelation 16 speaks about the judgments of God that's coming. I'm going to give you a few that's going to happen. The Bible says the first judgment that's coming, and hear me, this is when we are no more. What do you mean, Basil? This, is, this means that we are gone to Jesus. Now I'm going to say something else, then I'm going to go continue. If you don't like church, you go to church when you feel like it. You're going to be part of the tribulation. You have to love the church. You have to be in the church. Well, I'm the church. Now I've discussed that. You're not the church alone. You remember. All right, that's for another. But you have to come to church. I was looking at the Rugby World Cup. Did you see how full those stadiums are? People are shouting. I heard people say to me, uh, you know, it's, it's unlawful for us to put our hands up in, in, in church. Have you seen them next to the rugby field? Everybody's hands are up in here. Lift up holy hands, brother. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power unto salvation. Hallelujah. Come on, shout with me. I'm not ashamed. One more time. I'm not ashamed. So the Bible says that one of the first judgments that's coming in the tribulation. The scripture says this clearly. The third of the earth's vegetation will be burned up. This means trees. This means grass. This means vegetables. This means fruit will be burned away. Now I'm speaking to you about light tribulation now. What do you mean by this? This means that there will be a lack of food in the tribulation. People will kill each other for food. Whew, that's the, the, I, I can't bar no mensen zien. I'll make a paar reg by here onmiddellik. I'm not going to skip a meal, Lord. I'm ready. Forgive me. Come and get me, Lord. People will kill each other for food. That's what the Bible teaches. So number one, grass, trees, everything you eat will be burned. Gone. Why? Judgment. Say with me, judgment. judgment. That's why. And so everything that we are eating, we, they still eat it because we are here. You've got no cooking clue who you are. You've got no idea why everything moves like everything is moving. is because the Christians is still on this earth. And the Lord protects. The Lord even feeds the unjust because of your sake. This is why people say, oh, I don't want to work at that place. They're ungodly. You are the change. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the darkness. You walk in there, act like a big shot. Hallelujah. If you work for a Muslim, an atheist, a Catholic, Who cares? Secondly, the sun and the moon will be darkened. Now, darkness brings great depression. You know, in, in, in Finland, I've been there four times. In Finland, up north, about eight months of the year, there's no sun. People commit suicide because of depression. The Bible says the following, when the sun goes, woof, and the moon goes, woof. Did you know the Bible even says that the stars will fall from the heavens? So it will be pitch darkness. And with the darkness, the Bible says there will be pain. So the Bible speaks about Satan as the, as the God of, of darkness. There's no light in him. So think about darkness that will bring forth depression over the face of the earth. Number two will bring pain. You'll be pained. I want to quickly tell you what those scorpions will do that will come and punish people. There's a scripture that speaks for about five months continuously you'll be in pain. 
they reckon the effects of that will take you five years. Five years will the effect be of that judgment. But we're going to get there. So, number one, vegetation destroyed on the earth means there's going to be a lack of food in the, in the depression. Now, secondly, the Bible says there will be darkness over the earth. The sun will no more. The moon will no longer be there. The, the, the stars will fall from the sky. Again, I'm not thumb-sucking. It's in your Bible. You just read it now and then. All right, then the scripture says, number three, the gates of hell, the pit will be opened. Now, the Bible says the following. They will come out locusts from the pit. And the Bible says they are as tall as men. They have faces as like a man. They've got hair like woman. They've got lion uh, teeth, breastplates of iron, and they've got tails as big as scorpions. And their job on the earth is not to kill everybody or anybody, but God has given them the right to punish people. They will sting people day and night. That's the only job on earth is to bring pain. Who hears me? The Bible says the day will come where kings, rich people, and the like will run to the caves and ask God to let the caves fall in on them and they will beg God to kill them because they won't be able to carry and, and handle the pain and God will refuse to kill them because they're going to have to go through it. The last three and a half years of the tribulation, by the way, you, it will be impossible for any man to commit suicide. You'll be able to take a gun and put it next to your head and the Bible says death will flee from you. So there's no way out. Is somebody listening to me? There's no way out. You're going to have to go through it. And by the way, in this first three and a half years, those who will be killed, you will still be killed in the three and a half years, first three and a half years, because death will still be there. And those are the tribulation saints. Those are people that has served God in the tribulation. Your eyes has opened up. You've seen the church is gone. You've listened, and, and something played back in your mind. You've heard a, a guy called Vessel de Brain preach this one Sunday, that if I'm no longer there, the rapture has taken place. And suddenly you believe, and you say, whatever, and they kill you for the sake of Jesus Christ, then you'll be dead. But the free, last three and a half years is going to be a, a season where death will flee from you. The Bible says that people will desire death. By the way, no man has been created to desire death. Did you know that? Did you know that? No man has been desired to create death because God is the God of life. But the Bible says in tribulation, people will desire death for God will not be there. So the Bible says the pain will last for five months continuously. And who has, who has been stung by a scorpion before? Small scorpion. Okay, if you have been stung by a scorpion, it's painful. Now the Bible says it's not small scorpions, it's big as men. So I've said this, man, man will crawl into caves and beg God to die and they will not die. Number four, <clears throat> coming, a worldwide famine. Worldwide. It's, do you know why other nations won't be able to bail you out? It's because it's going to be everywhere. Everybody will, would be in famine. It's very important to understand. You might say, well, I'm going to make that. <laughs> if you can't make it now, I promise you, Amen. you're not going to make it in the tribulation. Amen. You will have to go to hell. I promise you. If you can't make it now under the dispensation of grace, with the Holy Spirit now moving and, and, and touching your heart and your life, I promise you the tribulation is not going to be a picnic. Amen. Amen. Somebody listens. Now, the, the number five, the Bible speaks about uh, 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 blood will start to cover the rivers. Did you know the scripture says one of the judgments that's coming? The seven seas of the world will be filled with blood. The Bible says when people, the, the first judgment, 
according to the water, when people drink the, the water, it will be so bitter that they will die instantly because of the water. But the second judgment of water that's coming, the scripture says that the, the seven seas of the world, every river, and yes, I've said to the team here as well, the boorgaat wat ons wil grow hier, gaan ook diezelfde like. There will be no water on the earth. People will die of thirst. If people die of thirst, animals, livestock will die of thirst. I'm just getting there. There's no food no more. Now suddenly there's no more water. Suddenly there's darkness. There's depression, a big depression. You are being pained every single day in and out. These are these big locusts that's punishing you every single day of your life. For five months, non-stop. I'm going to go on. It's, it doesn't get better, I promise you. It gets worse. For the Lord is releasing the four angels that has been bound, the scripture says, for the very exact second to be loosed. And then 200 million horsemen from the pit of hell will come and kill a third of the world's population. If I tell you a third of the United States, it means a hundred million people just in the United States will die instantly. A third of the world's population will die and go to hell. When that happens, we'll get there. Every single person, number six, on the face of the earth will be touched with severe boils. Everybody. And there will not be a doctor that can give you an injection for you to feel better. Because this is a judgment, as the scripture says. And by the way, go and read it. Go and study it. There's even a judgment so harsh, so severe, that the Bible says John wasn't supposed to write about it. He was supposed to eat up the scroll. And then he goes on. The scripture says that the angels of God in heaven were silent for a full half an hour because they couldn't express the havoc that they saw. They couldn't, they couldn't say it in words. Imagine the angels of God got nothing to say in complete silence because of judgment. I was always told you're going to have, there's going to be half an hour of silence every day in heaven, and then the rest of the day we're going to praise and worship, but that's wrong. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible teaches us the half hour of silence is because of judgment, so strict, so severe, the final judgment, that the angels can't speak about it. John wasn't even permitted to write about it. He said, eat it up, don't write about it. It's so severe. So every single person on the face of the earth will be covered with boils, painful boils. And again, if you say this morning, oh, this is a great story, you can tell me one day, write me an email or whatever, I don't know. I'm going to be there, you're going to have to go through this and see if it was a joke. So the seven seas will be turned, I said. Every river, every stream will be full of blood. There will be a first on the planet of the earth. There will be no water. So here's number eight, big one. The sun will scorch the earth. The Bible says this clearly. It will scorch people. Do you know what? So you're going to walk in, in the street and you'll be set on fire. You know, if you, if you listen in the newspapers or in the, on the television, that there's, there's tremendous heat. I think it was the other day in Hermanus, if I'm not mistaken. And in California, the fires were so big, they were fight, trying to fight the fires. It will be worldwide, those fires, the Bible says, in the tribulation. Because the sun will be so hot. Now, the climate, climate guys, they are fighting that the earth is getting warmer and warmer. Not at this stage. No, they're wrong. It's actually, getting, it, it's actually a fact. It's getting cooler. But at, in the tribulation, it will get so hot that the Bible says that every living thing will be on fire. But you're not going to die. You're going to be punished. Those who are going through the tribulation, you're going you're to go through all of those things for seven years. And I'm going to tell you something after this, and you're going to think this is nuts, but it's truth. So men will seek death. That's the next one. Men will seek to die but they will find no death. 
Dave will flee away from him. So the spirit of death will be bound. Death will not be able to take you. People will desire to rather die, but they won't die. Now, here's a big one. The Bible says that if an earthquake will come. The scripture says it's the biggest earthquake that this world has ever seen. It's so big that islands will disappear. Mauritius, gone. Hawaii, gone. Puerto Rico, gone. Islands will disappear. Every small island you can think about, the scripture says, will be no more. What happens to the inhabitants of those islands? What happens? They're going to go to hell. Do you hear me? The scripture speaks about hail that's coming down. Big hail. Big blocks of hail that will kill people instantly. As hail comes down on people. <clears throat> this is just a touch of what I was... I'll go on on the next Sunday. We're going to go into a little bit deeper. But do you know that after, after all the hell that has broke loose, the Bible says that people will worship the Antichrist as God in the third temple. They will believe He's the Lord. The Bible says that God will allow people that's on the earth, not the raptured people, those on the earth, they will believe that He's the Son of God. And they will worship Him as the Son of God. He will receive worship as the Son of God. The Bible says those who worship Him will go to hell. So you all know that you're going to have to receive a chip to do business. Do you know in the in this seven years of the tribulation, the, the first three and a half years, two, two witnesses will come back from heaven. It will not be Moses and Elijah. It's going to be Enoch and Elijah. Why is it not Moses and Elijah? Well, people say, well, it was Moses and Elijah that appeared with Jesus on the, on the mountain. Yes, but that reason was Elijah was speaking about the church, the power of the church. Moses was speaking about Christ, about the law and the fulfillment of the law. Moses died. It is appointed for man to die once, day after the judgment. Only two men in scripture that's recorded never have seen death. That's Enoch and that's Elijah. So imagine if Moses had to come back, he's going to die twice. That's unscriptural. The Bible says a man will die once. Say with me, die once. So it's not going to be Moses and Elijah. It's going to be Enoch and Elijah. And the Bible says to them will be given power. They will shut the heaven. They will call fire down from heaven as much as they want. As much as they want, the Bible says. And the scripture says they will preach in the streets of Jerusalem. They will preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And on worldwide television, they're going to be killed. The Bible says that the people will worship God for killing the two prophets. So they will worship the Antichrist and think that God killed them. And the Bible says three and a half days that they will live, they lay in the street. God will raise them up from the dead and there's a rapture. They will be raptured up into heaven. Hallelujah. Why are they going to be resurrected? They're going to receive what we received. Amen. Our new heavenly bodies. Come on, praise God. They are in heaven right now doing what? Jesus is preparing them. They're going, to, they're going to speak prophecies. They're going to come into the streets of Jerusalem and proclaim Jesus Christ as the Messiah. Amen. They're going to speak against the Antichrist. But the Bible says that God will give them power. So if people attack, try to attack them for a season, the Bible says God will give them power. And then they will call fire down from heaven as much as they want. And it will be on international television. They will be killed on international television. People will see how they are killed. The world will rejoice about it. And then God will take them away. Then the Bible says after the seven years of tribulation, there is coming a thing called Armageddon. Armageddon is Revelation 19. I'm going to teach you about the second coming of Christ where the Bible says that we who's in heaven raptured with the, with the angels of God, and Jesus will ride on a white horse out of heaven, coming out of heaven. 
The Bible says prepared for battle. The nations of the world that will infiltrate Israel, that will come against Israel. Hear me quickly. The Bible speaks about the king of the north, or the king, rather, the king of the west that speaks about America. And he speaks about the king of, of the east that speaks about China and Russia. China and Russia will be one of the armies. If you don't know this, China is one of the biggest population in the world today. And they will be the armies that will, not just them, I believe North Korea, I believe Iran, I believe the, the nations around Palestine, Egypt, people that hate maybe South Africa because we, our nation hates Israel. We're not friends of Israel. And so they're going to invade Israel and then Jesus will come. And, and the scripture says the following. Now, the Bible teaches us clearly that Christ Jesus will come through the Kidron Valley one more time. <laughs> and the scripture says the following. Hallelujah. Now, do you know what they said? They said that there's uh, 400 Muslim soldiers buried at the gate called Mercy, the Mercy Gate. And they believe that Jesus Christ is coming back. The Muslims believe that he's coming back. Let me say that again. The Muslims believe Jesus is coming back while the church don't believe it. Jesus, do you know when Jesus was gone into heaven, the angels, what did the angels say? The angel says, why are you gazing up to heaven? There's like, like man that you see him go up, he'll return again. The same way that you see him in the clouds, he'll return again. So they even spoke about the rapture of the church. So they buried 400 Muslim soldiers because they believe if Jesus comes back, they will be resurrected and then they're going to fight him. Keep him out of the city. <laughs> I don't know. I've got no idea how they worked that one out. He just met Rick Wiskin in Oorag. Om te weet, hy plan gaan die werkie. Hallelujah. He's coming back, not weak, not timid. He's coming back bold as a lion. The lion of the tribe of Judah. So long story short, the Bible says then, there will be a thousand years of peace where the enemy, Satan will be bind. Christ will establish his kingdom on the earth. So what's going to happen? The Antichrist will be in the pool of fire. That's what the Bible says. And the false prophet. The false prophet is the one that will be on, it, it will be international TV because it's going to be a figure. This is why I believe it's the Pope. It's going to be a figure that people trust. And he's going to actually tell the world, this is the Christ. This is the Messiah. And people's going to listen to the false prophet and they will accept the Antichrist. Long story short, so they, they will both be in hell. Then the Bible says, after a thousand years of reigning with Christ on the earth, the enemy will be loose, Satan will be loose for a short while. And the Bible says the following, not based on the Bible. The Bible says Satan will go again. And he will take people. The Bible says, and they are as much as the sand of the sea. Imagine this now. They've seen Christ in all of his glory. And then they follow the devil again. And the Bible says, then the end is there. Where God will destroy everything. Hail, brimstone and fire will destroy everything. Then the Bible says, and the books will be opened. Hallelujah. And here's the following. He says, if your name has not been found written in the Lamb's book of life, you will be thrown into the pool of fire. Not in hell. In the pool of fire. Judgment day, everybody that's in hell will be out of hell, receive their judgment, and be thrown into the pool of fire, the Bible teaches we are not going to experience that. We're going to receive crowns. The Bible speaks about five different crowns. Those is, those is um, the crown of righteousness, you know, the crown of glory, a soul winner's crown. Those who's waiting on, you know, doing good, receiving a crown in this life. And the scripture says that even those who's anticipating the coming of the Lord. And the reason why we receive the crowns is to crown Him with many crowns. Can you imagine at His throne, 
millions upon millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of crowns will be thrown at his feet. And everybody would bow before him and say, I'm unworthy to receive this crown. This crown belongs to you, the righteous judge, the righteous king. You know, a lot of people think that this is a story. A lot of people believe maybe it's just spoken about or to the disciples. No, Jesus prophesied this. Paul prophesied this to the church of Jesus Christ that it's coming. Our generation. Look at your neighbor. Your neighbor is going to see it. I, I, I'm telling you now, there's things happening in the spirit realm now. And this is what God is preparing me for. And I'll, I'll, I'll share this with you a little bit more. But God spoke to me and He said, prepare for a revival. Everywhere where God's sending us. This is why we've got a whole week of meetings in Vienna for revival. Because the Bible promises in the last days God will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. So this is why people ask you, what's in this place? It's not it, it's a someone. It's the Holy Spirit being poured out on every single one. Who enjoys this teaching, by the way? I'm almost done. And then, then, then the, the rapture of the church is going to take place. And it's going to happen in a twinkling of an eye. It's going to happen so suddenly. The Bible says as a, as a thief in the night. It's going to happen when you least expect it. That's what it teaches us. It teaches us that when everything seems calm, bang, it's gone. I said it to them this morning, I think it's going to be a Sunday morning. And bang, wash my throat. Gone. Can I ask you a question? Really now? Can you imagine you go to your children's room and you just find the clothing? Kids are gone. Amen? And you run here on a Sunday and you see the doors are closed. Many people stand outside the gates trying to break it down. Where's the people? The team won't be here. Thank you, Jesus. That's why I'm hard on them. Uh, they won't be here. They will be with us in heaven. The keys is going to heaven with us. Os koster is weg. Hallelujah. Praise God. And we will be with Christ forever. And forever. You know, this morning I said it to the Lord again. And God's word is, I said, Lord, please. I know that you, you want to save more people, but I'm so ready. I'm so ready. If I've ever been ready, it's this morning. You know, you get to a point in your life where you're just sick and tired of everything. And you just want to be with the Lord. Your, your soul longs for the Lord. This is why I know that what David said is that my flesh longs for Him. My spirit yearns after Him. You know, when you get to that place in your life where nothing else matters, no more, nothing. There's just a longing in your heart for the Son of God. My question to you right now is not if God knows you. Or if you know God rather. I want to know if your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. That day you're not going to be able to say, Lord, my boyfriend did this, my girlfriend did this. You're going to have to stand and give accountability for your own life. You, you, you can choose your sin, you can't choose your consequence. And the Bible says, Jesus teaches us, He says, I'm giving you something, life and death, but I want you to choose life so that you might live. But many choose as death. And you can't, you can't choose death. You have to decide who you're going to serve. This is why the scripture says, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day where you say, I'm done with the sinful life. I'm done with this world. I'm done. This Saturday was the last day of drinking. Saturday was the last day of partying. I'm going to serve God with all of my heart. And if you serve the Lord because you're afraid of going to hell, you're going to go to hell. You have to serve the Lord Jesus Christ because you love Him with all of your heart, with all of your mind, come on, with all of your soul, 
with all of your being and if you love him you are not going to hurt him nor are you going to hurt the things that he loves hallelujah and the day is coming the bible says this and i'll, I'll go into a teaching about the hell do you know jesus spoke more about the hell than about heaven he was teaching more about hell than he was speaking about heaven he says there will be weeping and a gnashing of teeth every single day for the rest of all of eternity how long is eternity you can't even measure it a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years like a day says the bible for the lord for in the scope where he sits is for all eternity where the maggots will feed off you where the bible says that you will burn with a literal fire and think about this it's not summer heat the Bible says it's a fire that this world has not seen. And the scripture says the fire will not die out. It will not grow cold. People will have their tongues being painted and say, Lord, can we just have water? People will curse God in hell. Flesh will grow, grow, fall off and grow back. People will long for their families. They will cry out for their children in hell. That's what the Bible teaches. You will, you will know about your family on the earth. You will want to go onto earth and just warn them and say, listen, there's a hell. There's a hell. You have to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Now, Jesus was teaching this in the Scripture. The Bible says there's this tremendous heat, the smell of sulfur, darkness. There's no, no, no. By the way, if you, if you, are, if you are a drinker today or a smoker or you're on, 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 on crack cocaine or whatever it is, when you die without Christ, you will seek those things in hell. You will seek to eat. You're going to be thirsty. There's no water. You're going to seek for alcohol. You're going to seek for those cigarettes. And it will punish you. The Bible speaks about demon spirits that will punish you day in and day out. And it will be burning with a, with a fire. Not for two days. And then God says, did you learn your lesson? No. Those who reject God, God will reject himself. He says, if you deny my, my son before man, I will deny you before. This is what Jesus says. If you deny the son of God before man, he will deny you in heaven before his father and before all of his angels. In other words, he will tell the angels, I don't know him. This is an imposter. And this is why the Bible says, everybody that does not go through the sheep gate are imposters. What does it mean? He is the great shepherd. Nobody can go to the Father but through Jesus Christ. Money can't save you. Please hear me. Your statue in church can't save you. Who you are in this world can't save you. You know, you might be famous on earth. In hell, you'll be a nobody and a no one. Nobody will care about you in hell. You will hear the screams. You will hear the cries of people. Women and men crying out. There will be people. That, you know, Bill Vies, I'm going to show you this video one, one day, a short clip of it. Where Bill Vies saw hell, but God showed him hell. And everything biblical, not Fumsan, everything that the scripture says. The Bible even says hell has enlarged itself because of alcohol abuse. Hell has enlarged itself. This is what the scripture says. People are going to hell by the thousands. You know, those mockers, those scoffers. If I sit on Facebook Live every night, you get mockers. People with angry faces. I wonder how angry you're going to be when you wake up in hell. When you open up your eyes and you remember my face before you. And you've heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, but you've rejected it. Amen? Or people say, look at this young guy. He's such a nerd preaching. Let me, I'd rather be a nerd for Christ than a nerd for this world. I'd rather be called a fool for Jesus Christ than be a fool for this world. Or a fool for sin. Or a fool for Satan. I have been born to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ with power. Come on, with power, to get people saved to heaven. I'm not called to be liked. To be liked, 
I'm not, I don't care to be liked. I want to be affected or effective and affect you. I want to preach such truth in you that you can no longer sit still. You must come to me and say, something has stirred up here. Something has come into me and I've got a hatred for the world. I've got a hatred for the things of this world. Doesn't mean you can't pray. You can absolutely pray, but pray with, with godly people. You don't have to need alcohol with everything that you do. Come on. Come on, I want to get deeper now. If you've got a family and you've got money for alcohol and not money for food, shame on you. Take care of your family. Take care of your day off. They are first. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a hell. Jesus said that people are going to hell. Jesus spoke about people in hell. They cried out, it's painful, it's painful. You don't want to go there. It's forever and forever and forever. And you might say, well, nobody knows this sin. And I'm going to deal with it on my own time. Jesus knows about that sin. Jesus knows about that sin. And by the way, do you know what the Bible says? For those of you that knows it is sin and you still do it, you'll have to stand before judgment day for that. You can't sin. Lord, forgive me. Tomorrow you do the same thing. Oh, Lord, forgive me. Saturday you party. Oh, Sunday you just ask for forgiveness. It's not working that way. Read the Bible. The Bible says those who know what's truth and they still go and do it. There remains no remission of sin. You've trampled the blood of Christ underfoot, insulting the spirit of grace. That's what the book of Hebrews teaches us. If you know what's right and wrong, you don't want anything to do with wrong. Hallelujah. You always want to do with what's right. Is somebody listening to me? You don't want to go through the tribulation. Come on, be honest. Be a man now. Who wants to go through the tribulation? I don't want to go through the tribulation. I don't want to see people go through the tribulation. If you think it's hell now, this is a picnic. Let me tell you, this is a picnic. All the murdering, all the things that's happening in the world right now, it's a picnic to what's coming to the earth. I was in Finland when it's, when it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon and there's no sun. I know what it means to walk there and it's just, everybody wants to commit suicide. There's a high suicide rate because there's no sun. Imagine going through that for months. No sun, pain everywhere. Jesus Christ is coming back. Are you ready? He said to the, to the ten virgins, he says, just five was filled with oil. Five lamps were filled with oil. The other five was playing around. And when the day when the bridegroom came, they wanted to rush and get the oils and it was too late. You, that's, what, it, what, is it, what does this mean? This means you can't get ready, you have to live ready. Make sure that you're continuously filled with the, with the oil of God. It doesn't matter what sin you've committed. Do you know this? I'm telling every single one, whether you're a divorcee, an adulterer, a murderer, a liar, and a thief, there is room at the cross for you. The blood of Jesus Christ washes away all of our sins, all of our iniquities, and He never thinks about it ever again. You just need to be willing and to say, Lord, I'm no longer going to fornicate. I'm telling you now, and I, I, I always touch on this subject here, but I'm your pastor, so I need to. If you're living with people you're not married to, you are fornicating. A fornicator does not go to heaven. And please don't walk out now. I'm, it's getting hot in here. We need to have a lotion pump and say, I'm, I'm talking to you. The Bible says fornicators will not inherit the kingdom of God. And, all right, so, and we're not judging fornicators. Because maybe you're a fornicator, but somebody else is a liar. Sin is sin. I'm just telling you. God wants you to live right. God wants you to live holy. This is why that song says you better put a ring on it. And can I just tell you something else? If they don't serve the Lord, you better put no ring to it. You better put a kick to it. Don't let the door eat you out. Bye. Rather die alone 
than they were the wrong people. Can I say one more thing, then I'm done. I'm going to pray for people. I've never lost friends in my life. I've only lost imposters. You're not losing people that walked out of your life. You're losing imposters. Thank God. Jesus said, who's your mother? Who's your brothers? Those who've done or is doing the will of the Father. Look around you. There's families around you that's wanting to see you in heaven. I know I want to see you in heaven. I know I want to sit like this in heaven again. Say, I told you so. You know, preachers are not liked because if we preach the truth, we are hated by many. But you know what the Bible says? The Lord says, if you don't warn them, I will require their blood from your hands. Because the scripture says the teacher, preach of the word of God, will stand a stricter, have a stricter judgment than anybody else. This is why I can't preach anything else to you. I'm telling you that the Messiah is at the door. And if you are here with me right now, I, 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 I wish so much it can be today. But those children of yours still need saving. Your husband still needs saving. Your uncle still needs saving. Maybe your grandpa, your granddad, your, your grandma, and your, your, your great-great-great-granddad needs still saving. And this is why Jesus has not yet come. But you that sits here under the sound of my voice, you have a hope this morning. Do you hear me? I want to ask you a favor. I want you to bow your heads quickly. Close your eyes and bow your heads. Father, your word says that this message is not a message of fear. Your word says that we should not be soon shaken by this message. But it's a preparation for what's coming to the, to the earth. If we look at the news, famines around the world, earthquakes around the world. In Sweden, you can marry your dog, it's legal. People are running rampant in sin. You promise in your word, it shall be like in the days of Noah before the coming of the Lord. The days of Noah speaks about sexual immorality. And this is exactly where the world is right now. Adultery. And the likes. But God is calling a holy, holy, holy church. The Bible says He's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. You know, when you stand before God one day, the books will be opened. Everything that you've done in this life. This is why the Bible says everything that you do, you have to do it like unto God and not like unto man. And God will give you a reward for everything that you've done for the kingdom of God on the earth. There's a reward for you. You might say, well, this is my time. This is, well, you, in heaven, your time is going to mean nothing. When you stand before God one day, you're going to wish you had more time with Him. You're going to wish that, you, that you've given more to the kingdom or you've given yourself more to the kingdom. You're going to wish that you've sit more in, in teachings that spoke to the truth. Because in that day, think about this. Please just close your eyes and I want you to bow your head and hear me. I want to speak to your spirit man now. What if the rapture doesn't take place, but tomorrow you, you're dead, you die? Because tomorrow, Paul teaches us that life is like a vapor. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. You know, many people say, well, when the rapture comes, I'll be ready. But what, what if death knocks on your door? I think the hardest words ever in the history of words Go away, I never knew you. You worker of iniquity. Many will come in those days, says the Lord, and say, Lord, we've casted out demons. 
heal the sick, cleanse the lepers in your name, and he'll say, go away. I never knew you. I believe that's an urgent message to the body of Christ. To come to the place and say, Lord, I'm going to lay down my pride, everything that I think I knew. I'm going to lay it down, and I want to know you afresh. And there's things that people, that you sit in this place, I, I don't want you to come and confess to me. But the Lord is saying this as clear as day. There's people that need to deal with certain stuff in their life right now. Lay it before the Lord. Confess it before the Lord. You know, the Lord knows it, but the Bible says you need to confess it before Him. So that He might know that you know what you're doing is, is wrong. And you might say, well, I feel judged. Well, afterwards you're going to be free. Tell the Lord, Lord, this is, this is where I fail you. This is what I struggle with. Whatever it is, lay it before the Lord right now. And after this, if any man judges you as a sinner, they will themselves be judged for what they are judging you for. Because the Bible says when God forgives you, He removes the iniquity from you. He never thinks about it again. And what does repentance mean? Repentance means there's a turning away from it. I'm never going back to it. So you can't repent about the same sin every single day. We have to grow up as Christians and come to the place of perfection. As Paul says, I want you to do me a favor right now. If you're in this place and you say, I must make sure that my life is right with the Lord. I want you to quickly come to the front. I'm going to pray over you. And as I pray over you, I believe that the Lord is going to heal your body, touch you. Come, I don't want you to be shy. This is... This is all eternity this is eternity matter anything that is in your way even if it's the slightest thing between husband and wife between family members let me quickly say this Jesus says if you can't forgive others he can't forgive you if you struggle to forgive you better be in the front first up in front and say Lord I need you to help me if you keep on going to church, you have to come to the front. You know, when you humble yourself before the Lord, in due season, you will lift you up. I know there's more people that need to be in the front. Time for playing games is long gone, church. Come, I want to give you a few more seconds. Let the Holy Spirit minister to you. There's people that need to come out to the front and say, Lord, I've run away. I know your voice, but I've been running, Lord. Maybe you have been in rebellion. Maybe it's pride. Whatever it is, kept you away from the Lord. And at this moment in time, don't worry about people that say, well, he's there every Sunday. Rather be here in front every single Sunday. Make sure that your life is right with the Lord than being one of the people that just sits and do nothing. Come on, the Lord is busy touching people here right now. Time for playing is over. If you are living with a man or a woman and you're not in marriage, you have to be in the front. Come on, if you're busy with affairs outside of your marriage, you better be here. I'm not going to make it public. God knows in, in, in any case what you're doing. If you're lying, stealing, hating, you might say, I'm not a murderer. If you hate, you're a murderer. This is what Jesus teaches. A thief, you take things that's not yours. We lean into permanent bosses. You're a thief. Come to the front. The Lord wants to touch you. I want to ask the whole church to stand to their feet quickly. Ten more seconds. 
the Lord is pulling you. Make it right, right now. I see tears flowing all over. The Lord is busy touching hearts, touching lives. And I want you to hear me as every eye is closed. There's nothing you have done in your past that's greater than the blood of Christ. He can forgive everything. And He's ready to forgive everything. He's ready to remove the old life, the old garments, the old failure, the old pain. Take it away from you. And His people standing in the front that the Lord can use you mightily. You better hear me. He can use you mightily. He takes your broken life and He heals those who's broken. Come on, a few more seconds. I know that the Holy Spirit is moving people to come to the front. This is so important. This is eternity's worth. You might leave this church and die. You're not guaranteed to be here next Sunday. You're not guaranteed to see tomorrow morning. What will the people think if I come out? Who cares what people think? Jesus says, if you deny me before man, I will deny you before my Father in heaven. If you come to the front, Vessel to Brain can't forgive your sins. Vessel to Brain can't take away your past. But I can, I can pray and you can pray with me. I know a man who can. I know a man whose blood is more than enough, more than sufficient. His name is Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, the Messiah, King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. There's people standing here. You struggle to forgive. You have to be in the front now. You don't have to like everybody, but you can't hate people. Make sure you can't forgive that you're here right now. And I believe that the Lord is going to do something in here that will heal that broken heart, that crushed spirit. The Holy Spirit said to me that there's people standing here in front of me. You're being weighed down by the sins of this world. But by the power of the Holy Spirit and through the blood of Christ, that weight that's upon your shoulders will break now in Jesus' name. I want you to do me a favor in the front. Would you lift your hands with me? You in the seat, stretch out your hands towards these people. You know, seat, you can never say before the Lord, I never had the opportunity. You have an opportunity now. A missed opportunity can help you miss heaven. Those who are standing, Lord, as they lift their hands, it's a sign of surrender. I pray for each one of them now. I pray, Father God, that this morning you will seal them with the Holy Spirit, that you will touch them. Your word promises that you give us the Holy Spirit as a guarantee of our salvation. The reason why you're standing here in the front is because of the Holy Spirit that pulled you to the front. He's the one that has fought for you this morning. He fought for your soul. He fought for your heart. This is why you're standing here. And if you're standing in the front, you know God has a plan for you before you were created. He planned for you to be saved. This is why you're standing here right now to hear this message. Because God has on His schedule, on His agenda for you to be saved. So Father, in Jesus' name, I pray right now, touch them by your power. Holy Spirit, your word says you are here to convict the world of sin and righteousness and judgment. I thank you that you've convicted your people of sin. And knowing, Lord, that there's a time to turn. For Jesus Christ is at hand. You're going to hear this very, very soon. In the twinkling of an eye, we'll be going home with Jesus. Jesus says, pray and watch so that you can escape the things that's coming. Lord, these people, through your precious blood today, 
I declare them saved. I want you to stand here in front of us. I want you to say, Heavenly Father, today I acknowledge I'm nothing without you. I acknowledge I am not the Savior. I need a Savior. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, is the Son of God. Lord Jesus, I choose you today. Today, I make a final decision to say goodbye to the things of this world. Your word says, we can't serve God and this world. So today, I choose you. I pray. Forgive me. I want to repent of my sin. And I want to acknowledge it. I want to do you, I want to do you a favor. Just whisper that to the Lord. Acknowledge your sin before the Lord. You don't have to say this public if you don't want to. You can say this. Just say, Lord, this is my sin. This is what I've been dealing with. Just declare this to Him. Forgive me because I am doing this. Forgive me, Lord, because I'm doing this. And Lord, as they acknowledge this right now, I pray. Wash them with your blood. Say, Lord Jesus, come live in my heart. Cleanse me today of all my iniquity, of all my sin. I'm sorry for the wasted years. I've wasted time in this world. No matter what hurt I feel, I'll never run to the world. You are my hiding place. Before all the angels, I declare this. Jesus, my Messiah. I ask you, Father, today, write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. Figure that from this morning, I belong to you forever. Father, I want to pray now for those who's hurt, those who can't forgive, who struggle to forgive. I thank you, Lord, that you will stretch out your hand and pull that broken heart. Right now, that you'll be the balm of Gilead, that you'll bring healing in those hearts. Healing, Lord, right now. Every time they've been rejected, I thank you that they will not see rejection, they will see protection. I thank you, Lord, that the old things is done. I pray something special. That I pray, Lord, that you will keep it from their minds. The time of hurt, that you will keep it out of their minds, out of their thoughts, in Jesus' name. And you do a new thing right now, in the name of Jesus Christ. And I pray, Holy Spirit, fill them. Fill them afresh. Lift your hands and ask Him to fill you. I pray, baptize them with the Holy Spirit. Fill them right now. Receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Come on, I release it right now over you. Receive those, that precious gift of the Spirit of God. Let it be, Lord, like a, a fountain, a river of life that will flow from the innermost being. And from this day, you will say no to the world. You will say no to the lusts of the flesh. And the Holy Spirit will remind you of who you are in God and in Christ Jesus. Today, Lord, as your servant, I declare your people saved. I declare them all born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. I prophesy this to you standing in the front in front of me now as a servant of God. That from right now things are shifting in your favor. Door that has been closed is opening up right now. Right now. And I want to say this to people that are standing here. The Lord allowed things in your life to bring you on your knees. 
But from this morning, there's an acceleration in your favor. Things is about to turn around. Things are about to turn. You, you, you ain't seen nothing yet. God is going to do something for you like never, ever before. And if you receive it, I want you to shout hallelujah. Come on, can we give Jesus a great praise for souls?